It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 320, what did we do? 328, and we've got our mate Oscar Gordon in the house. Lovely to be here. What's happening? I say Oscar's my mate, but I didn't even know that he actually lived in Melbourne. Not a lot of people do. Yeah. What's Josh is just panicked with the uh, your mic technique. Uh, no, that's oh, okay. sorry, no, I'm that's not okay. normally on the microphone, but well, how's that? Is that really um, good? I'm good. so impressed by your graphics at the start of the podcast, by the way. Oh yeah, well we can thank uh, Marty Sharp, Marty Sharp for putting that together. He's a motion graphics guy who moved to LA. He does like Alan DeGeneres's. But for all we know, he may be back living in Melbourne. Yeah, if exactly. it goes by Josh's yeah. knowledge well, of where people are living. Well, because you spend how much of the time in Canada a year? So I work uh, for a ski resort called Silver Star in Canada. And so their winter starts, uh, you know, middle of November and goes till about April. Yeah. And I was there in December and then I went back just recently for three weeks. So when it's winter, I'll head back over there and I'm lucky to sort of do both. And now based in Melbourne because I haven't lived here for a long time, but I'm from here originally. Mm. Yeah. So um, our connection, uh, you know, our, um, our mums lived in London together. I didn't know that. Didn't you know that? No. And um, your mum and my mum went to Austria and my mum came home with a broken leg. Oh, really? She, I think she broke her ankle. But Joan was there. And Oscar's mum also married Amy and I. Mm. There you go. So, so is she a full-time wedding celebrant or is that just a side hustle? She is now, yeah. Oh, is she? But for many years she was doing it as a side hustle while she was working as a teacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And although it's so weird, my mum, she's got all these sort of weird things that she does on the side. One time she actually came over and visited me in Canada and it was summer there and I was looking at my phone, like through my phone and I saw a screenshot of her in the millionaire hot seat. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? And she goes, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you I was on millionaire. I'm like, what do you mean you forgot to tell me? <laughs> did How she- do you forget to say that you were on with Eddie? And so she went, oh, I can tell, I'll tell you why, because she only won a thousand bucks, which, hey, it's not too bad. I wonder how that, do you know how the money actually gets to her? Does it, do they write out checks? No, no. Does anyone do that anymore? I don't know. I just remember, do you, like Eddie, like when it would get to the, cl- like when it was the Who Wants to Be Millionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was all just part of the Who th- yeah, yeah. You know, just like write the check, slide it across the table. Your answer oh, will get yeah, you yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's no, theatrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. They, they, so they it's all pay pass now, just a square <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> Interesting. No, well, I did, I, the reason that I did know that you spent some time in Melbourne was because I was living at my parents' place for a while and they're big viewers of a current affair <laughs> yeah uh, and so uh i was very chuffed when i saw you not only on a current affair but uh there was reenactments involved <laughs> there was a point where you were even uh using some form of foil as a uh as what's that called when you do that when reflective, reflective. Yeah. i think yeah. we need a preface yeah, that you you, gotta, it was the best possible appearance on that show because yeah. you you weren't the aggressor yeah. or you were yeah, I wasn't being tracked down in the middle of the street. No, not yeah. yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what happened was I was walking home. I got home and I'm walking past my bedroom window, my bedroom, look out and I see the window has got a, a brick fence like right, like being built over it. So next door, when we moved in, they were building a house completely fine and then it got to the stage where they're building it against my brick wall. And I'm talking like there's, like, you know, like one millimetre difference between the brick wall and my bedroom window, which is the only source of light so they had built it completely covered it because they were building next door they had planned permits all fine but i was trying to get in touch with my uh, real estate agent and get them to try and put together some sort of a skylight yeah. they didn't it took forever it was like a week it ended up being two months with no 
light at all in my in my room, which is a weird thing after a while. I yeah. mean, if you're doing night shift, it's okay, but <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> if you're eternally hungover, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just um, I thought stuff, and I'm just going to put it up on social, and it just <laughs> like everyone was like, "What the hell are you doing, living in a in a room with no window?" So, and then next minute, a current affair, and I thought stuff, and I will do it because that nothing had happened. I had nowhere one to turn to except for Tracy. <laughs> I mean, there's only two people. I mean, I've just never done a reenactment. Josh has done reenactments <laughs> on the news yeah. before. Channel Nine, what yeah. I've always wondered is seeing that, like, and I know you, and I know you kind of. Ta- you, what I could see is you've taken a bit of the piss. Well, do you know what? Because I just thought when they because they they come over, it was first thing in the morning, and they went, want to do the interview straight away. And because you know we we sort of understand what they're after. Yeah. I just said to them, oh, you know, can we just with this? I just don't want to make it like poor me, poor me, because. You know, privileged white male, you yeah. know, complaining about not getting any light when people are dying out there, and so you know, you know, they can't afford their bills and stuff. On the grand scheme of things, it's not that full on. So I said yeah. we, we should, it should be a bit light. But having said that, I was like, you know, what, what do you want me to sort of yeah. talk about? Anyway, so we did the pieces to camera, and then they said, oh, can we do some cutaways? And I said, yeah, no, that's fine. They said, can we do a bit of an interview with you in your bed? And so there's <laughs> me propped up in the bed with the current affair lady, and then uh, they said, oh. Come outside. So I went outside and I was just sitting down and there's one of the producers just passed me a tray with alfoil on it. <laughs> and they said, and they literally just started, I didn't even have time to realise what, what the whole purpose was. And they said, so Oscar, what have you got here? And I just went, I'd, I'd do anything just to get a little bit of light. <laughs> and it like, was it's just so embarrassing. But it was, I think it was the first time the current affair almost did a parody on themselves. I know. Way. Fuck, I gave you too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Oscar, yeah. 100%. Content mind. Yeah. Content mind. One of the best content minds in Australia done yeah. viral videos he knows what to do to uh, get those views what did you, what did you property manage because the, the issue that I would have is not being on a current affair it's then having to interact with the property manager being like yeah that was me yeah I yeah yeah well no I told them I said hey this is going to happen can we get some sort of a, a fix on it because I didn't, didn't yeah. want to I mean it's kind of embarrassing to have to do that but in the end it was all sort of you know funny and uh, the, yeah anyway let's just say since it's been aired I've got a big skylight in my room, which I can open up, although yeah. it's kind of annoying because you've got the stick there. So it's like, yeah. oh, the rain's coming in. <laughs> so I'm opening it up. But yes, it's very, it's automated. It's got a little shutter that comes down and up. So depending on how I feel, um, I can I can change the light. So I'm very privileged now. Yeah, um, I will say uh, that you, what my favourite part of the video was the expert that came in. <laughs> well, the wellness expert, I think it was. Pacing yeah. around. Like they, they, they couldn't <laughs> even get a sleep expert, couldn't get a scientist. They had a wellness expert. They had a wellness expert or something. <laughs> I was like, come on. Yeah, it's um, I'm now like, you know, when you type your name in and it sort of predict on Google and it predicts yeah. what it is. It just what is it? What did like, you type in? Oscar just, Gordon. So, so, oh, right, yeah, Oscar Gordon. It used to be Oscar Gordon, Sophie Monks, friends with her. And then, um, <laughs> but now it's like Oscar Gordon, brick wall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's my claim to fame. That's so embarrassing. And I'm, I'm not on uh, social media anymore, but Tommy keeps me up to, on Instagram. I retired from my personal social media. Personal social. It was, getting too, it was getting too much. Just yeah. don't do anything. Yeah, no, well, that's why I did. I retired. I'm just relaxing. But do you, you look through still? Well, no, I, I stopped doing that because I realised I started hating all of my friends. Like, do you have moments <laughs> where you like it? I actually like these people, but I think they're fuckwits online. And so I realised, I'm like, you know, this is me. I need to take a break. I think if you're a fuckwit online, mm. then you're a fuckwit. A fuckwit <laughs> in general. I've got yeah, a lot of fuckwit friends. Yeah, I think it did unfollow a lot of your friends. Um, it does get annoying after a while when you start seeing stuff, but mm. you, I just unfollow. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you I unfo- so I, don't, I feel uncomfortable with the – I'll do like the hide before the unfollow because I just can't yeah. deal with the drama. Yeah, 
it depends who it is, to be yeah. honest. If you know you don't ever see them again, then I'll definitely unfollow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've actually, uh, in 2011, someone unfriended me on Facebook. It was a cinematographer that I met once <laughs> on a shoot and he unf- unfriended me. And so I've actually got an email that I sent him being like, hey, mate, just wanting to know if you're okay. Jeez. It was quite full on. So I've got sort of a bit of a dark past when it comes yeah. to unfriending and unfollowing. So, Well, do you know what? There was this lady that I used to work, uh, work with um, in radio. She was one of the receptionists and every time I'd, I'd go past, I'd be like, oh, we had a great, you know, banter, mm-hmm. you know, little office jokes here and there and, and all that sort of stuff. And I stupidly downloaded that app where you can see who's unfollowed you. Yeah. She oh. fucking unfollowed she me. Really? And I was like, what was it? Is there anything that I said when I walked yeah. past you at the reception? Which, Did I do <laughs> anything? Like, why can't you have yeah. this op- open and up, op- you know, um, honest conversation with me? And I, just, I was like, fine, I'll just unfollow you. And I so never the, I think gave her as much love. There's two types of people, the people that actually say something to their face and the <laughs> ones that just bit of passiveness behind their back unfollow <laughs> yeah was it was it julie at, at fox was it jules was that? <laughs> no it wasn't so um you uh oscar used to work on the kyle and jackie o show yes in sydney and you actually josh took over from no, your no, he role other way yeah so oscar replaced me oscar replaced um josh i actually got a good buy card uh, when I was leaving and Sam Cav had written, welcome to the team, Oscar, ex- exclamation mark, in my card and then had scribbled it out. <laughs> that's actually Which funny. is a, that's, a good bit of gear. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a bit of gear from Sammy. But, um, yeah, no, so you were doing Fifi and Jules. Yeah. Was that when, was Sophie Monk uh, looking after that spot or was it? Yeah, so I was working, before that I worked in comedy for mm. a comedy company. That's right. And then is it Token or something? Token, yeah. yeah. How did you do that? Online coordinator. Okay. Token is like next door. Is that Token? Yeah. 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 They've moved. So we, uh, yeah, then Jules was doing, oh yeah, that's right. So Fifi was having a first child. Mm. Sophie Monk replaced. Mm. And then Jules calls me up and says, hey, um, can you do, you know, there's big songs about to drop. It's Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines. Remember that song? Yeah, yeah. Where you see, you remember the music video and in the background they've got Emma Ratatowski or, Mm. and she's. uh, I'm sure Mr. 97 could uh, pronounce her name. Uh, no chance. Oh, okay. <laughs> you shorten it to Rata. Oh, is that Rata, yeah. what you do with your mates? Yeah. Is that what you send each other? <laughs> yeah. Have you Rata? You seen I'm it? pretty sure that's her name on Instagram. Anyway. Okay, mate. Well, she <laughs> was, sure. yeah, she was, she's famous for having sort of, uh, she was naked basically. Yeah, pretty she? much. Yeah. yeah. And so you had uh, Robin Thicke there and like weird animal goats and stuff like that all against the wall. Anyway, so Jules wanted to do a parody of this song which just dropped and it was just about to get services. So we, they all knew it was going to be a big hit. He yeah. wanted to be, uh, you know, there first. And so he said, oh, mate, can I, can I get you to help me out? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it thinking that I was going to help produce it or direct it or something yeah. like that. I rock up to the sound stage and there's a billion people everywhere. And he's like, all right, mate. And he hands me a G string and oh expects no. me to wear just a G, a, a, a skin colored G string and prance around and then wear a mullet on the back of it. And so I'm actually in this, this blue line <laughs> you parody. Did it. You did You actually, I uh, did it. I thought, Oh, I've got, you know, you got to lose. Yeah. Is that, I've got nothing. Is that, is that uh, not the first time Jules Lund's, Punked you like that? I'm sure. No, yeah. Well, so I think it was just a bit of a communication breakdown. But anyway, so I'm there. <laughs> was it? It I'm definitely wasn't. No, it was very strategic. <laughs> yeah, left out the banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the, I'm there on stage holding a goat, like that they just g- given me, and they're you know performing to the song or whatever. And then I look out the corner, and there's Sophie Monk 
like enters and she's off st- stage and That's she's got right. a dart in her mouth and <laughs> she's uh, a re- you know got her you know makeup artist her whole team around her and I just thought oh my god what an LA sense ent- like entitled you know woman I thought oh god Sophie Monk whatever and then apparently the flip side to that is we've so since then we've we've become best friends and, mm-hmm. and you know we we do a lot of stuff together she her f- first impression of me was oh my god what is this try hard guy doing <laughs> in a like a, a you know g string holding a goat like how much of an exhibitionist does this guy want to be <laughs> so it was funny we we sort of both went into that way anyway and then a couple of weeks later yeah i worked with um yeah. fifi and jules for six months and then moved to sydney yeah so you were in charge of all the the content i feel like um there's probably only one or two radio shows in Australia that have put a real emphasis on video, even mm-hmm. when radio stations are like, no, we need to focus on audio, which is silly. They should be focusing on an element of video. And Kyle and Jackie O was one of them. Mm. So you came on as the, what was it, the video producer? Executive digital producer was yeah. my title. A good, yeah. Um, because they asked me what title did I want and yeah. I just went with that because it sounded really good. You can get more cash that way too, I believe. Executive title? Yeah, executive, it's like they start, yeah, it's good. Definitely. It's true though, right? Like yeah. they always say, oh, it's got, don't worry about the title, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Fucking title, when yeah. they're looking at how much they pay you and they're looking at the scales and all that sort of shit, it made it. Yeah, totally, make a difference. Yep. So I worked with them for two years in total and mm. then worked with you a bit uh, and yeah, so we were working out of Sydney and then I did a bit of stuff in Melbourne as well. And then you went to, over to um, Canada. So the, w- there's a guy in a podcast at the moment called Hamish McLaren and he's, he is uh, the arsehole of the podcast. He's the guy that was ripping everyone off. Is it's like who's true, Hamish? Or it's called Who the Hell is Hamish? Okay. It's a true crime. It's like, you know, fits into that genre of a guy who's ripping off all these people. But he oh, actually yes, had a, I heard he, this. He had a... And a, he had a house in Silver Lake. Or Silver, Silver Star. Silver Star. Yeah, he the had a house resort, yeah. over at the ski resort. Did you hear about him at all? Uh, this was a while ago. I think it was in the 90s. But, yes, apparently he scammed a lot of people around the area with a lot of money, pretending like he owned all these properties and boats and yeah. cars and whatever. And then I don't – yeah, I can't remember that. And then it turned into a podcast. And, yeah, it started from this guy having uh, proclaiming to have – all this money and wealth in uh, at Silverstar. Yeah, it's a good plug for the podcast, actually. <laughs> even though he hasn't seen it, but I just wanted to see if you'd seen, if you'd heard it, it yes, when you it, were living. Came there. across and yeah. Back. But so, so what you were doing over there? Um, how did that job come about? Going over to Canada. So I was working with Colin Jack at the time, and then I went on a holiday to Silverstar with Sophie. And while I was there, I was getting her to um, take video of, well, you know, to get, trying to get some great social media. And we wanted to do that thing where you dive into the snow. Yeah. And so she's like, "No, what?" You know, the snow's like that big. Yeah. And she's like, no, if I jump in, I'm just going to go straight and fall straight, you know, through onto the ground. I said, no way. You know, I'm six foot six and a half. I'll start it. I said, you go over there. You got the camera. I might put the camera lower. I want to make it look really good. I put it on slow-mo so we can slow it down. Anyway, so I do a big jump into the snow and then I can't get out. Like my leg is, my knee's really hurting and I was no. almost suffocating to be honest. Sophie is pissing herself laughing, <laughs> thinking I'm just playing up for the camera. It's a bit of a joke. And I can't even get myself out of there. Anyway, long story short, I, uh, I did my knee and I couldn't move and I couldn't do anything. I had to stay there longer to let it heal a little bit to then go and fly back to Australia and get it, get it fixed. But while I was there, they offered me a job and, and, <laughs> I, and, and, and I was like, you know what, I'd, I'd probably, I don't want to leave. So did, did you have travel insurance? Yeah. Um, no, I probably didn't. Oh, no. no, I did. I definitely didn't. You did? You did? No, I didn't. So it was like $1,000 to see a doctor. Uh-huh. That's a, a thousand bucks doesn't but seem too bad. You I got a job out at the end. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so, so you got full time employment from doing your knee. Were you mm. were you actually on annual leave when you were there? Like, did you have to make any calls to bosses and be like, "Hey guys, I fucked my knee. I'm going to be an extra few weeks." Um, yeah. Well, we were sort of negotiating what we're going to do anyway. Oh, so it's sort of, I think. Yeah. That's right. I bumped into you in Sydney, um, and it was just at that time where you were working out whether you get out of the radio. radio yeah, because you sort of get to. A because you both left radio, mm. you both know it's like I've all you know. I started doing community radio when I was re- really young, loved it, still love it. And you you go in there and it's you can't even describe the sort of environment that it is, but it's very full on and you're constantly, you know, tasked with creating as many ideas as possible. And I was really driven to do the best that I possibly can. And I think you just get to the stage where you naturally burn out. And for me, mm. uh, yeah, and that coupled with the hours and uh, and an opportunity to. You know, I felt like I'd done that and it was good to sort of go into a different area and and look at budgets and, you know, different sales and money and business and all that sort of stuff. I feel like you're an example of someone who has things happen to them or it's like people on social media, there's certain friends that they have, they just have things that are content worthy and straight after the current affair thing, your car was oh stolen. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and so, how, which is gold. Like I've had a few things. I've had a fire at a, my apartment. I've had like a, oh, someone ram, ram raid across the road. So I I, yeah. yes, good things happen to me as well. Yeah. But, so, <laughs> but not to the other people around <laughs> exactly. him. Yeah. yeah. So what? What? Uh, how the fuck did someone steal your car? So I know this thing happened on, like my work, recognise I'm, I'm a liability, but they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So I walk out and I'm like, oh, where's my car? And I thought, where, what did I do last night? Who did I give it this to? Is in where Melbourne? did I leave it? This is in Melbourne and mm. Richmond. How much did I drink? Yeah, mm. but I didn't that night. And I was so proud of myself for that. And then <laughs> I was proud because I was like, no, I, I left it here. And, and I'm trying to, like, I thought I was losing my mind. Anyway, it got stolen. And I had to make the call to my work to say, hey, guys, um, the car's been stolen. And they were like, oh, they thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, typical Oscar. And this is in, is this your bosses in Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the time difference meant that they thought that it was just after New Year's, but it was actually, because of the time difference, it's actually two days after. So they thought I had a massive New Year's, I've lost the car. and But the fact that they were okay with it shows how cool they are. Is that the first call you make to the boss? I'd probably, would you call the... I called the police, yeah. You thought about calling the police first? No, you you called the police first, did you, or no? Uh, Caught his boss. I probably I can't remember. I I was like the police. Are, what are the, it's not like a murder. Yeah, you, you definitely know, didn't I, I, have insurance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh yes, I had insurance. I had insurance. Oh, yeah, yeah. So on the side of the car is a big decal of the business. Yeah, which says like in big branding, Silver Star Skier. Like it's a big part of the bit. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not. It's it's a very loud looking car. Mm. Like when you drive around it, you get a lot of looks while I've, you're driving. I've around. spotted it a couple oh, of really? times. So that's how much a decal actually has impact. Yeah. It's like stealing a Domino's car or something, you know, like yeah. a delivery. <laughs> Your little scooter. Well, there's more of them. You blend in. So this is pretty unique. A ski resort in Canada, a car in in Australia, in Melbourne. That's a good. Yeah. That's a. You've you've done pretty well there yeah. managing Very a car. Lucky. Very lucky, but I lost it. it. Like, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I knew I couldn't call on a current affair yet because I've done that. And then so Have I you got Tracy's myself, number? <laughs> yeah. Hey, favour Trace. Um, <laughs> so I, that, that wasn't a possibility. And then I just, it'd been a couple of days. The police, to be honest, they're all obviously awesome people. Mm. But with, I think, cars, particularly in that area, things get stolen all the time. They just don't have the resource to be able to churn through it. Mm. I tell you and what, it also is bad. Fraud cases, if you have to report one of those. Yeah. Like you've got to fill out this... Lengthy paper paperwork, and you what get sort a, of fraud. What do you what do you mean? Oh, even suggesting I might have. <laughs> no, no, the guys next door they had uh, someone try and um, buy a 
product through oh, them right. that was like you know ten thousand dollars. Yeah. They already paid for the order, but it was a false order, and so they went in to report uh, this. Yeah. And I was like, look, especially yeah, like digital sort of crime and stuff and identity. Theft, it's fucking hard. That's why it's always good using your credit card rather than using. Uh, like an FPOS card. Like if you – you know how FPOS cards has like the Visa mm. option or something. Yeah, yeah. So much harder to get your your money back than it is the credit card companies. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so the, the car – The car is there stolen and police – a little bit of – not much is happening. We're, 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 insurance is happening at this stage. Mm. A couple of days pass. I've actually gone off on holiday. Um, <laughs> on, on, on the Yarra, uh, where is it? The Murray River. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was in a cheek and for a couple of days. Yarra River would be a bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> it depends where you're from. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, I thought, oh, do I post it on social media? I thought, oh, just look like I can't get my shit together. Yeah. And I thought, well, I've got nothing else to lose. I might as well do it for a little bit of promotion, if anything. Yeah. And and, yeah. and hopefully, maybe it, it kind of comes up. So take a photo. I'm like, mm. car stolen, blah, 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 blah. These are the details. My cousin, younger cousin, Louis, calls me a couple of days later and he goes, hey, mate, did you find your car? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, because I think I know where it is. It's that he was walking along somewhere in South Melbourne on his way to work. And so he's... Because I've moved around a lot, he doesn't have my mobile number. We're talking through uh, Facebook chat, mm. Messenger or whatever. Yeah. He's been questioned by the police at this stage because he called the police to say, hey, I found it if you just mm. want to collect it or whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly they said, well, how did you find it? How do you know Oscar? And he's like, oh, I'm cousins with Oscar. Oh, okay, well, where does he live? He couldn't like, he oh, didn't no. know the answer. Oh. And they said, oh, okay, well, do you have his mobile number? And he didn't have that. <laughs> so suddenly it turned on, poor thing, he's found my car and they think that he's stolen it. But anyway. He's suspect number one. Got the car back. Uh, so weird. There was a, a bike tire that was in the back of it. So weird, and, and lots of dusting from the police. That is one thing. The police should do the wipe down. I, I've had my yeah. car fingerprinted. Someone jumped on my front window, and I came out. And I was, all I see is dust everywhere. It's like chalk or whatever it is yeah. to find the fingerprints to lift the. Like you see in the film, movies, yeah. But it's the car was just filthy, so I had this smashed windscreen. I need to go to the servo, mm. but I need to have the window changed before I did that. Yeah. You know, shit was everywhere. That's so annoying. Are you okay? You're I'm, be okay. Right? I'm okay. I'm <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, it's a tough um, one. Wait, babe. so do you just take it? Do you just like take the car back and start using it, or does the like, what what happens at yeah, that point? Just take really the insur- car. You've got did it. Did you sniff the seats or something? Like make sure. Not a big <laughs> seat sniffer. <laughs> yeah. um, There's the headline of today's <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there was a tire, a tire in there, and you're like, "There's a tire and a bandana, and that's all we had." Yeah, oh, and a, a bandana and, a, and another set of keys, which actually had an address on it for some place in South Yarra. So you so stole their car. <laughs> so I thought, "Fuck this!" No, and um, karma. So I, I t- told the police anyway; they were unable to follow up because hey, it could have been a lead for something else. But I think they probably got a, a bit on at the moment. So what did you do with the keys? Actually, there's still my house. Anyone in <laughs> anyone in Marne Street in South Yarra? I've got your keys. It's that's, crazy, that's isn't it? Bizarre. Like even when I filmed the Ram raid on Smith Street, I said to the cops, "I'm like, hey guys, do you want the footage?" They're like, mm. "It's like they don't have any computers with USBs. Mm. They don't know how to fucking take it. They're like, yeah. don't know how to accept it's the footage. Not quite like you'd think on yeah. that. Yeah. Not to mention the MBN again, but they've spent a fuckload on that. I mean, that's not the police's fault, but I understand. No, what but the money <laughs> resources from the government. <laughs> yeah. To, it, the you know public servants. Yeah. That's how they're being funded. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so well, there could be a bit of money taken from that fucking stupid MBN. Anyway, I think Tommy's just upset about the MBN. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This is suddenly well, shit's getting real over well, here. Well, the reason he brings it up is because we actually just uh, got installed at our new office because we can't get the NBN. But there's services, there's uh-huh. internet service providers now that will spit like high speed internet, like 100 mm. megabits through the air, like point to point. 
It's like, yeah. Wow. Because so I, I I've got to say, I don't really know a lot about that side mm. of things, but I want fast internet for some fucking reason in my house. I cannot get it. Well, yeah. No, no, it's because the NBN is shit. Yeah. And but well, do you know what? Like, even like <laughs> when it happened, when they announced this big NBN rollout, mm. I thought to myself, I reckon if we wait a couple of years, we, it, the wireless thing is going to be okay. Mm. We're going to be able to do it yeah. without having to, anyway, no I, expert. I mean, you've, you've definitely felt the pain of working at these big radio stations where the internet was subpar. Oh, uploading large video files. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is what that your job entailed. Yeah. Uploading, yeah, yeah, dealing yeah. Just that. <laughs> just uploading. Senior executive yeah. uploader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get paid a lot though? What is the, uh, being in Canada, Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that the Canadians have right that Australia needs to adopt in regards to life? Um, they are really just chilled out people. Mm, They're really, really friendly. Um, they are also... The marijuana's legal there. Really? It's really weird because it's so legal there. Every It's just not an issue. And yeah. here you look at it like in the news and stuff or politicians answering questions about whether or not we'd even potentially go down that path and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. But yeah. it, the world hasn't stopped in Canada or yeah. wherever else it's legal. So it's interesting that. I and think. So, and how, what are you seeing happen? Like do you notice it when you go over there? Just uh, no, not at all. Plume of smoke? <laughs> you don't just see people, yeah, just with burgers or whatever. Just I, just, no. I do wonder, like uh, marijuana, like if it was legal – I wonder, like, I wonder mm. if I would still be like whether I would be someone who would do it. Do you find that, like, I could be maybe like a you know, the oil that everyone's talking about CBD. That's, that's meant to calm you down? Yeah, right? so it doesn't have the psychoactive yeah. elements of marijuana. I think it is. So it's I feel like, like that stuff would be good. But I, I get asthma, so I don't know about the whole. <laughs> like, it's not going to give you asthma. But the cookie, like, what's the like? Uh, is it very common to like? Is that an, is that edibles? Is that what that is, or is that uh, edibles different. different to cookies? Edibles that are, is are edible. Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookies, yeah, yeah. cookies so, are edible. Yeah. So and so is that a common thing? Like if you go to a like I think a I think they had specialized places that you just don't see or hear. Mm-hmm. It's not like you walk into a Woolworths and you've got your edible section over there yeah. and you've got yeah. yeah, yeah, pure marijuana strands over there. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever it but, is, yeah. But you go to um, like Coles or Woolworths in New Zealand and there's just in the main supermarket an aisle with beer and alcohol, hard liquor. So it's like integrated into the actual. That's like Aldi, though, isn't it? Oh, I guess that they're doing some wine yeah. now. Miss No Seven, do they have? He's, he's the only one. Yeah, they yeah. got you wine. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bottle. Uh, Mum does. Mum does. <laughs> a little cheat number. You got a got a suggestion of what what brand? Well, I think that's Savion Blanc. Savion Blanc. He's that's good. A, that is good. I feel like that's coming back. <laughs> is it a I don't know. I just feel like if I just say something like that, that people might think, "Oh yeah, he knows his wines." And so, what do you what do you actually do day to day when you're in Canada? In sort of and that not mode? doing ACA stories or finding a car that was stolen. <laughs> yeah, getting my shit together. Uh, so I spend the whole year trying to get my shit together. Then I go over to Canada. No, so in Canada, I'll, it, it's. Depends. Every day is different. Mm. That's what they used to always say in radio. Every day is different. It's like, That's oh, a way it's of code of saying I don't fucking do anything as well. <laughs> like freelancers. Oh, every day is different. Every day is different. Every day is You don't have adventure. any clients, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there it'll depend on you – because know, I love doing content every now and again. Mm-hmm. And so my, my role is um, to get as many Australians and New Zealands over to Silver Star. The problem with Silver Star is – we actually book out at the peak periods when we want to go away on holidays. Sure. Yeah. So it's about, you know, sh- you know, showing reasons why you should go uh, through the other times. And to be honest with you, it's the weather's better the later you go. So anyway, that's just a side note. So when I'm over there, I might do – like we did this thing where we wanted to raise – Two things we wanted to talk about: Silver Star, the fact that it's open, it's mm. we've got a lot of snow, but we also wanted to talk about uh, the ski school that we've got there and the in the Rippers program. 
Um, so young kids go there, they learn how to ski, they have a good time. It leaves mum and dad the ability to be able to go off and do whatever they want to do. Um, and so what I'm obsessed with is puppies yeah. and dogs and particularly these particular dogs over there called um, Bernese Mountain Dogs. They look like the Beethoven ones, but oh, they're cool. almost cuter. Yeah. My, my mate had two in Australia. Oh, Cruel. Yeah. They're big, big, big things. Ginormous <laughs> studio apartment. Or <laughs> no, it was a mansion in Brighton. Okay, great. Oh, but it was it was enough. But they're huge and furry. Yeah, they're and I managed. I kept in touch with this one lady who is a breeder over in Canada for a year, and the dates just so happened that she had about six or eight little puppies that had never been on snow before, mm. and she was about to give them away in two days' time. And the Rippers were the first time they were about to go on snow as well. So it was these puppies and these little kids' first time that went on snow. And I was like, puppies, snow. I think we've got something here. And uh, it was the cutest thing to film. And we put it up and it went viral, about one million plus, and then went all uh, the national news in Canada, which is always good. Which is for for a snow resort. Like that's – I think there's the, you know, the radio websites that are sort of primed to go viral. Not taking away from – you making viral videos at the radio station because you made shitloads of them. Mm. But you were also working with amazing talent. Like that's amazing having a video for a page that's – who's going to that? Like a few – Yes, exactly right. It managed to get the people that love snow, people who've got kids, but it also worked with dog love. You know, it just sort of – And that's the the greatest feeling is when you're able to do that. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the times I've been fortunate to work with lots of celebrities in Australia, overseas, put together video content – and you go, oh, yeah, the video with Selena Gomez is going to do well mm. because mm. she's got the most amount of followers on Instagram. So you're going to be okay there. Or so sometimes the idea might be undershadowed by, you know, those sorts of numbers. But then there are other examples where, you know, you can see that it's, it might be just a combining factor. But one of the proudest videos I did was actually with Sophie. We, uh, she was over at Silver Star with her ex-partner. Uh, um, and she, this they is the Bachelor, the, the yeah, one. Yeah, yep. So yep. Sophie Monk was for our international viewers. They, she was on the Bachelorette. She was the Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. First celebrity Bachelorette, mm. I suppose. And then she um, fell in love with Stu. Oh, I forgot that it's not all celebrity. Do they just do celebrities now, or is it on and off celebrity? Uh, no, they did Sophie. And then I think they saw that it worked, and they got Honey Badger. That's right. I don't, is that a celebrity? Like it, yeah, he was a famous, rugby player. Yeah, famous yeah, yeah. rugby player. Okay. So they they went with Soph, sure bet, to find some entertainment. And she found Stu. And so she was over in Silver, yeah, they were over, yeah, they just finished filming. They came over, which worked well for me as well because I was going over. I had to spend the winter there. So they had a really good time there. But then, you know, um, uh, they went <laughs> separate ways. And so a lot of the time was spent with me you and You mean Soph. on reality show that wasn't real love? The, the best dating. They they're not together forever? Yeah, nah. but you know, it's so funny. Did it feel real? Do you think like as it, like oh, yeah, in that yeah, perspective, yeah. it's like it's you it was the weirdest thing because you've got I was in Canada at the time. Soph's gone on the show. It's gone mental at the time. Mm. It was just everywhere. I think at one stage on every single front cover is her face. Yeah, and the ratings were there. And it, but it was really nice being away from it all because yeah. it meant that you know I could just sort of see it from afar. I checked in with her every now and again, and then. I found it bizarre when I came back to Australia. Everyone was talking about, oh, yeah, what's in the contract that you have to be with this person and all this sort of stuff that was not true. But mm. I can understand having been in a situation where you're a watcher of these shows, mm. you know, and, and you're naturally going, oh, is it really legit what's happening there? But, yeah, it was all legit. And, um, yeah, so they they broke up. And one of the ways that Soph, uh, I suppose, spent her time focusing on, you know, um, not 
the breakup was in creating this idea that uh, we had to put together a recruitment video for the staff at Silver Star. So it was that was as, as planned as it came, and it was how do you make that interesting? So yeah. we spent about three days writing and most of it to be honest with you majority was Sophie's ideas and she's so creative and and just thinking of different scenes to interject and anyway we put the video together it was a big thing we put it online uh, it had you know million plus and again went uh, viral on all the news channels and stuff like it that. it was amazing there, it was like was cool. that one shot idea yeah. of like you know all these different things happening and feel free to put it on the overlay if you want to oh, we, we don't do overlay yet that's in the new studio oh, okay. we will link to it in the show notes the, yeah, we'll, we'll link to the video yeah. in the show notes oh, yeah, it correct. was so impressive mm. and i remember seeing it on news websites and crazy yeah, that was, was cool like, because it was sophie wasn't in it yeah. Uh, oh, really? There was no. Yeah, yeah. That, and that was the nice thing. It was Sophie's not in it. We've got the people who are actually genuine workers there. Yeah. yeah. And it was really nice because it showed how much the Silver Star staff would care for their guests and do anything. And to be honest with you, most of them are Aussies. So it's a really nice, yeah. you know, family fun sort of place to go to. And then on top of that, yeah, it was just, they had a lot of fun. We actually, it was very organic sometimes. Like someone said, oh, you know, we've got these stunt people who have been working on this new film, blah, blah, blah. They're along here and, and they're here and they're happy to do some work. And so we were like, this is brilliant. And we got mm. them on a skidoo um, snowmobile and got them to do jumps and flips and all that sort Amazing. of stuff. That's so, so cool. It's pretty cool. What the, do you, with the, um, you're on both sides in some ways where it's like you are working for a brand, but you've also seen, Sophie, with the influence influencer side of things, how do you see it from a brand perspective of having people stay at resorts and things like that? What's the what's the metrics that you're looking at in that regard? It depends on who they are, and, and can we get free pass? <laughs> yeah, the Daily Talk Show <laughs> OB. We'll do an OB live five days a, five days a week. I'll, I'll, uh, you can you can ski free. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll give you a scare free pass. Oh, yeah, oh sure. perfect. Can you Mr. 97 scare free as well? He can as well. His yeah, bosses perfect. are watching right now going, <laughs> Oscar's a loose cannon. He's <laughs> just offering dish in Australia. <laughs> Liability. Lost our car. <laughs> <laughs> give you a free car. Uh, yeah, so yeah, what is, what's your perspective on the whole thing? I am all for it if it works out. I've done some partnerships within mm-hmm. bigger brands and everything's great on paper. Everyone yeah. gets really excited beforehand. And then it doesn't fucking happen. And it's so frustrating, It's you know, because you can see it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, and you're doing everything to try and prop it up. And if there's just no partner, if there's no one on the other side, then yeah. it just falls flat. What doesn't work about it, do you think? Is it like the oh, – so um, you're basically laziness. you're asking people, <laughs> hey, you need to post oh. – there's, there's commitments around posting, they just don't meet that. Oh, no, that, that was – sorry, I was giving more of an uh, – to do with a, a, a partnership, yeah. Uh, corporate thing yeah, sorry yeah. with brands like it, with uh, influencers and stuff like that um i think it just depends on who they are how many numbers they have mm-hmm. how valuable they might be and also one thing i always want to know is like what do you want to do yeah like mm-hmm. the last thing you want to hear from as a creative is oh this is what you have to do it's yeah. just you know oh yeah you want to come to Silverstar? why you know what do you want to do with it what are your thoughts because imagine if they came along and they said look actually having this idea i really want to do this idea for a three-part you know web series and whatever and this is the concept and i've got this person yeah. this person this person and we can make it this big so it actually might work out well some people might just come for a day and do a post and that sort of thing and that yeah. might be okay as well but yeah so it just depends i mean you gave sophie monk the credit for the idea behind the uh, yeah. recruitment video yeah. but i think definitely the you should give yourself more credit. You've had some amazing ideas come to life. Do you think that radio was where you learnt those uh, idea sensibilities? I think that radio helped me believe, it, like to think of an idea and to execute it. Mm. That's, the, that's the only thing that's stopping people from not doing what they're doing is the execution yeah. part. And you're in such a, 
you know what it's like. There's a billion things happening, and you've got to yeah, you've got to just constantly sort of go with it. So you've, you're forced to think of an idea, and and to be honest, it's also about good teams. You know, I think we were quite fortunate mm. in the teams that we had to work with in being able to do things. And then you know, then later I was working with Colin Jack, and I'd go, hey, I've got this idea, and it wasn't met with, oh, you know, you you shouldn't do that or you mm. can't do that. It was yeah, yeah no worries, we'll just go do it. You know, just it, it wasn't an issue. How much money do you need for it? Oh, I think, you know, one time we gave away $10,000. Yep, no worries. Well, let's do it. You know, if, it, if it's going to help out and, and whatever it might be. So that creative, that, that environment allows you to go, okay, let's think of anything possible. What would be really good and why would it be good and who are the people we're trying to target? And then, yeah. And you have some, you know, a lot of wins and there's a couple of clangers in there as well. I remember once we decided to do a – I don't know whose idea it was, but we it certainly wasn't the best uh, idea – was we had a guy propose to his girlfriend in a portaloo. Oh, great. <laughs> not Was clever. it integration not with Ken, uh, Kenny? <laughs> Kennard's hired? Or no, Ken, no, Kenny, oh, Kenny the your, movie. your mate, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it was just a shit idea. <laughs> <laughs> shit idea? Yeah. Um, the, the the radio stuff, the, the content – the content part of it, where do you, like being zoomed out a bit, where do you think that radio could potentially go? With the shows on air? Yeah, like, like the future of all of this stuff. In, in, you know, five years, ten years' time, do you have an insight being out of radio now of where you think it will go? Um, I think it will, it's just wherever the money is. Yeah. So I think if they're able to still create these great shows and have really talented people, you know, and they have the sales team behind it and they've got the ability to market, then I think it'll be around for a while. It just will change naturally. You know, you start to – and their deals will start to change. So Mm. say, for instance, you know, back in the day, a client comes in, um, you've got to think of these ideas. I think Mm. a lot will be tied – a lot of the digital will be tied to a lot of the talent, I think, from now on in. Mm. Well, the the scale of their business is their asset or liability, like them not being able to – I mean, we we felt it in some – times where there was no support and you're in a big business. I always felt like when I got to those major markets, I was like, fuck, I thought this would be different. I think think prioritisation as well, right? So they're prioritising, you've got like the on-air talent and all that sort of thing and you've got the that sort of idea that all that matters is what's through the speakers and coming from that sort of school of thought. I will will say I think there has to be some shift and I I know there's, there's only a handful of talent that are still at the top. But they have to be willing to play ball with. You have to be digitally friendly. You have to be on social media. But you know what? Anyone that's right at the top of the talent field, Mm. they know that, and they're really smart, and they they get their value and what their value is to big business, and Mm. you know they can understand how to connect the two, probably better than anyone else. I'm talking even you know EPs and you know other management and stuff like that. So Mm. I think they're they're across that part of it. Have you seen yourself as a I guess talent's not the right word for any of us. It's like a creator. I know that you're a you're a content creator, but in terms of like your rise of your social personal media, brand, your personal brand, like mm. being associated with Sophie and doing the great work you do. Have you ever like? Do you see that as a thing, or is it all like the current affair gear? Well, I've actually got another one at my back pocket with Trace. <laughs> hey, Trace. Um, no, you know what? I just it's so funny because I look at a lot of my f- some of my friends who or influences on a different level to, mm. you know, so, so you know, uh, media personality. Yeah. And she's obviously aligned with Nine and all that sort of stuff. So mm. yeah, it's sort of different 
that versus the influencer side. But you see all these influencers and they, they create content and they go to these things and I can't be fucked doing all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Like I, my fear is to have to go into a room and have to talk to a lot of people that I don't know, don't care about. And I, and then I'm trying to take a photo to show people that I'm there. It doesn't <laughs> do it for me. I would rather like take a photo of my car, which just got stolen <laughs> and try and hunt it down that way. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I, I've got the energy. I'd rather focus my energy on doing something for another brand or yeah. yeah. Or if it's a good idea, if yeah. it's a fun idea, yeah. I, I think it actually ends up happening that you become the influencer that way. Like I think it does where the focus isn't on I want to be, you know, front mm. and centre at the parties. Yeah, I think that you just – I don't know. I just can't be bothered. I think it's – and I want to be as authentic as possible yeah, yeah. on your social – and like sometimes I'll do stuff for work because it's what I'm working on but – yeah, then I'm like, oh, maybe I should post because I, th- people don't know where I live, yeah, yeah. you know. It's just <laughs> yeah. even that, those sorts of things. So I don't know. I just sort of go, oh, do I like it? Yeah. What's your relationship with pitching ideas? So, for instance, like I saw you in – were you in Italy with Soph doing yeah. a, a TV thing? How does how does that happen? Oh, what, what was that, just quickly? Because I don't have a TV. So we filmed a special mm-hmm. – so Soph and I have a production company which we started about a year or so ago yeah. called Lazy Susan. <laughs> um, she thought of the idea that was one of hers, yeah, yeah. and uh, so we, which is funny because our production company is Lazy Susan, and then you think about it, one of the biggest or best you know production companies, Working Dog. So you've got Working Dog, <laughs> you know their philosophies, and they got Lazy Susan over there. It's like, what to get around to anything, guys? Oh no, no, we're working on stuff. It's so funny. Um, so we did a special for Nine, Sophie and I, in it, and produced it, and we're just uh, looking at recutting a few bits and pieces. But uh, has it come out yet? Nah. Okay. And so what is what was the actual Premise. process? Oh no, the oh, process. process. Of like, oh. How do you fucking like? How do you pitch for things? How do you communicate? How do you it sounds like with re-editing and stuff, there's sort of like stakeholder management and all that sort there's of shit. There's just no set way at all. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the way that it happened for us is not the way that it would happen for many other people. It just depends on the situation and your value mm-hmm. and their priorities and understanding their priorities. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't – the process, it was very much centred around Sophie, obviously, yeah. because she just got off the bachelorette. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that was just something, a passion project that we'd want to work on for, for a while. Um, and, and you got to yeah. go to Europe. Like free holiday to Italy was <laughs> so amazing. good. And so have you got uh, ideas in the pipeline for Lazy Susan? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's like it's the same thing. Like we, w- we want it to work for the both of us. We're both very fortunate and we've got separate things. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a passion pro- – you know, it's always centred around passion. So even if like – because, you know, naturally I'm talking to different brands all the time mm-hmm. – you know, it, there might not be something that we can work with there, but oh, I've got an idea, I've got this idea that I wanted to work on. I'd love to pitch to you to see if you think it might work, and then that might work in that space. Mm. And how do you put together? Like, are you fully writing out the idea? How the video looks depends on who they are and and what materials I've got and what the idea is. But sometimes I'll go in. How I used to do it in radio is I just used to think visually about very you know visual. I'd think about what how the idea might play out. I'd write a little one page or whatever and I'd send it through and then it just got to a stage where I went oh hey I've got this idea I've got this mm. idea and then you just sort of you go away with it with businesses it just depends on the type of people they are if they're quite risk adverse they might want that time mm. they want to see all the dots and it's frustrating for me yeah. because I'm just like oh yes or no it's fine if it's not going to happen you just let me know yeah. um, but you know I've just got to be respectful I think that's part of the process when you're working with someone is to work out how it is that they want to work and because you want it to be valuable you know the last thing you want to do is for it to not succeed yeah what's your relationship with social media 
Um, it's very strong. <laughs> it's the only re- relationship I've got in my life. <laughs> so yeah. Do you um, think that the it's do you think it's overstated at the moment the sort of the mental health stuff and the the negativity of social media? Do you think it's understated or um, overstated? I think that I don't know. I just think it is what it is. Like mm. I see people that promote mental health with mm. it, and I get it. Like yeah. imagine mm. when you're growing up. Having to, because you know, obviously Facetune and you mm. know people are half nude all the time, and and I suppose it was like that for us in a different form with magazines or whatever, yeah. whatever generation it was. So mm. it's always there. The generation above is always coming through the ranks, and they're always, um, you know, there's always an issue with the younger generation coming through and, mm. worry, and worrying about them. And you know what? I think that it's like, like bullying happens regardless. It's just yeah. what medium that it comes to you at. And I don't know, I've, I'm not. So you're not a screen time guy. You're not like managing how much time you're spending on your phone or anything No, like nah, no. nah, not We at should all. just have a quick check. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you know what? This is a brand new phone, so it'll be uh, interesting to see. What happened to your last one? <laughs> oh, it, well, That's the ACA <laughs> story that's It was in the car. It was in the car. <laughs> do you know what? This is my second replacement. Is that an iPhone 7, 7 plus? plus? Why yeah. is it a replacement? What do you they do? did that. They replaced mine last week too. My uh, speakers went. Yeah, um, mine I couldn't call. And I was like, that's the only thing you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's people who just put up with this stuff and then there's people like us that are always looking. I'm looking for a replacement. I've gone in twice. How good is it though? Because you've got a new ba- – so you've got – what's that ca- – uh, oh, this, this is, is so good because I've only literally just got it as of yesterday. So my screen time, just so, so you know, everyone, I only like to do – an hour and 50 minutes a day. Okay. And What's the breakdown on that? Is that actually an hour and 55 minutes is social networking. Are you going to be in trouble from Instagram? the boss? Your boss watching, thinking... Skype, you love Skype. Oh, I'm so glad this is not what it was normally. Wow. No, Why it doesn't it show you websites. Grindr? It won't show you um, <laughs> That's not matter. That's good. Okay, so, yes, yeah, Skype a lot because I'm phone, you, 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 you know, did Canada. get a bit nervous. You know, people get real funny with their phone. Well, but also... You're like, oh, no, don't get to that photo. yeah. There is, there I just is say be that. careful. It's mm. use at your own risk. You know when you have to give your phone back after you've used it at work? Oh, no, you I'm going wipe, through the photos wipe. and I'm like, what screenshots do I have? Dude, I was on a plane the other day looking and I could see a guy sitting in the aisle seat, but he was kind of a couple in, it was vacant. So I had line of sight to his laptop and he's just going through his photos on his computer. <laughs> he just got to dick shots and it was, yeah. and it was him. Oh, and you saw it. And oh, it was like, him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. It was, yeah. How <laughs> filled the whole script like there was that many that he took that it was. I, I actually once. Is this you? <laughs> is this <laughs> one of these stories? Where they go, oh, I was. I uh, saw friend, someone once. I opened up my phone in front of a girl and I had her Instagram open as I've opened it up. I was like next to her. She was like I knew her. We weren't dating. <laughs> but Did you call it out? No, I fucking got out of it and she ignored it. It's one of those awkward ones where you know they're ignoring worse. it. But mm. stalking happens. Yeah. You know, it just does. So I just go, yeah, stalking. Yeah. And your shit, by the way. <laughs> you need to really ramp up your nah. um Yeah, I, I mean, I love social media. I think it's really yeah. good. And But you do get tired of it. Like sometimes you go through Instagram. And I've got friends who have to get rid of the app for a little bit because it actually affects them. Yeah, I I, I'm on that. That's me. But at the moment with the Daily Talk Show, I've been managing that. And yeah. so my use time, like I could spend five hours on it. Does it day. Do you yeah. think it's maybe because it feels like it's a bit inconspicuous, like who's on there? But also progress. I feel like there's progress when you're doing stuff, especially with the daily talk show. I feel like when I like something, it's like it's 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 also visibility. Like I've, I've, told, this, I've told this story yeah. to myself around like oh, me interacting and consuming content yeah. is also there good There is the a show. different feeling for your own personal branded Instagram mm. versus a page. Like yeah. how many how many Instagram accounts do you have? For myself. 
Oh, that's just it, for like with all the business involved. stuff. Yeah. Do you look well, after like, the silver I've got, star? Yeah, the yeah. silver star. I've got that, and I've got. Um, like I remember when you were looking after a bunch oh, of the radio stations, like yeah, so yeah, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, Instagram used to be. So oh, I've actually bad. got that, and I've also got my my dog Humphrey. Okay, how many how many followers has Humphrey? Got well, I now? stopped posting on Humphrey's because he started beating me, and I thought, "Fuck you! You he's don't do anything, yeah. and I'm doing all your content, and you're getting a bit of me." So he's one thousand two hundred forty-one. What yeah. happens with at Humphrey? Humphrey the lab? What, at Humphrey the lab. What happens with Humphrey when you go away? Uh, so a friend, a really good friend of mine, Connor, who runs Dogs of Melbourne, she looks after him. Is that an we Instagram together, account? And that's Dogs an Instagram. Yeah, it's an, it's an Instagram account, and it's also. Uh, a dog walking, dog minding all around Melbourne. So I've got the best person to possibly look after my dog. She, you know, he goes on adventures every day and all. And, and I get all these photos coming through from me when I was in Canada. It's awesome. <laughs> Do they, um, did Humphrey get a bit uh, annoyed at you? Nah, doesn't care. He's doesn't so, care? Oh, you're back, yeah. You know, doesn't, doesn't care <laughs> all right, If it was a staffy, you'd be anxious and... Oh, staffy. Yeah, they, they're very anxious. What so, if, yeah. What oh, if you... Oh, um, oh, it's Tom oh, Davidson. Yeah, mate, we're just now looking at um, it did, that looks so incriminating. I've got to say, yeah, yeah. this just popped up on my phone. Yeah. I know you can't say yeah, it, uh, it's a friend, a mutual friend. Yeah, Tommy D, and he's uh, topless doing some model, modeling yeah. stuff. And it just looks like I'm staring at it. Has you know. it has that vibe? What if you learnt from? <laughs> Don't uh, go to the. You know when you go to the Explore feed, and it's all obviously all the content that you resonate with with the most. It's your brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like going into mine now. Oh, there's a lot of uh, male fitness. Uh, yeah, you just yeah, because I'm fit. very fit. Tattoos. There's lots of of um, dogs, lots of dogs, puppies, and snow, and yeah. um, oh yeah, it's weird. There's a few. Um, it is funny. It's like um, your YouTube search. I reckon YouTube search probably says a bit more about everybody. Yeah. In terms of like yeah. your, you know, your discover page, your homepage. Yeah. Like, I spend so. Do you spend much, spend much time on YouTube? I just, like yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Do you have it on? Because I have it on my TV. Like it's my number one app on uh, the TV and stuff. Yeah, you don't get yeah. into that? Yeah, occasionally. My yeah. housemate will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I what don't set like a timer going, oh, I've got, I can't wait to go home. Okay. And <laughs> well, I, I'm doing a there bit is. of that. What have you learned from <laughs> hanging out with and working with Sophie? What have I learned? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, she's got a great ability to be fearless mm. and it's a mm. really good. Uh, and just to be nice and have fun. Mm. Where does it come from? For her, have yeah, fun? Yeah, where do you think the fearlessness comes from? I think it comes from that when she's been fearless in the past, it's, it's paid off. Okay. And also when you feel, you know, that sense of vulnerability as mm. well. Like everyone wants to try and be this certain image. And that's when I sort of thought about it, like when the car got stolen, I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to put it up on social media because – do I look like I'm – does it look reckless? Yes. Does it look like I can't get to my shit together? Yes. Does it look – oh, another – you know. But I thought it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and just be – and, you know, you've got to be – and she's very that as well. You know, she's – that's one thing I probably learned a lot from her. So she um, – I think she learned a lot from LA because she spent 10 years there and you can imagine, you know, being – Blonde and walking in to mm. casting agents who say no, 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 and it's because of this look, this look, this look. Like it can obviously affect you. So, I think her motto, yeah, is just very much to to be happy and and, and you know she's got a mum and a dad that she looks after on her property, mm. you know, in, on the Gold Coast. Like she's got a house for them that she's set up with. So, mm. yeah, she's done really well. What about um, Jules Lund, your cousin? Yes, he, he's he's taught me a lot. What yeah, a, I mean, he's a great person to have in your life if mm. you're wanting to get into. I guess he's you know mindset, self development, but also career is very career driven. Yeah, what I know, he used to make you film him. Yeah. in the early days before he was a B lister. So what we would do. <laughs> 
Such an asshole. No, so what <laughs> we would then, do now he's a dick. No, <laughs> he said it on the show yeah, he himself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we, uh, did he mention this? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. He um, mentioned so he, his status. Yeah, so <laughs> he used to pay me, and he, he actually paid me quite well. This is I was still in school to write thirty-second, sixty-second scripts. Yeah, like he was doing pieces to camera, and so it started off with him in his bedroom, where I wasn't even allowed to go into his bedroom. I'd set the camera up on the tripod and closed the door and I was out talking to his mum, my auntie, uh, my auntie um, while he did his thing and then he's like, okay, yep, I'm, I'm ready. And then it, so it started from there and he just grew his confidence to being able to talk on. And so we'd have him down uh, on Chapel Street and I'd get him to jump up on a garbage bin and have to do a piece to camera to, my, you know, those big cameras back then yeah. with people walking by and keeping focus. And I'd only just, you know, show him the script a little bit so he's forced to just do it off the top of his head. But that yeah. actually prepared him to go and do uh, an audition at Channel 9 yeah. and, you know, next minute he's doing Getaway. What, what were you like in school? Me? Yeah. Um, like a media kid if you're oh, yeah, using yeah, cameras yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I always. And I knew it wasn't the cool thing to do, but I did not care. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had um, – I went to school at Xavier and they had a – I couldn't believe it because I, I went in there in year 10 and one thing that I loved about it is I walked through and they had an actual TV studio there with cameras – Amazing. And no one's using them. And I was like, this is incredible. Mm. So I really want to do that. So in order to do that part of school sport, you, you basically got to choose if you wanted to do swimming or footy or basketball. Hey, basketball would be great for Oscar, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I chose AV, audio visual, which, <laughs> which was going and getting a camera and going and filming the people who are playing sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that's a fucking boring job um, doing that. But it was good because it just gave me those basic skills. And we created a TV show that we made the school watch once a week or to yeah. once every twice a week. But it was actually a really good experience and, and helped. I mean, with school skills to, um, you know, do what I'm doing now. Do you yeah. think it's cool now? Like, I know it is more cool to be a filmmaker. Everyone wants to be a YouTuber. All the kids oh, want to yeah. be yeah, YouTubers. Do you think these media rooms, I mean, your mum used to work at Xavier. Do you think they're being utilised now by all these kids? Well, the funny thing is, is now you don't need a TV studio yeah. and you yeah. don't need to use that giant camera yeah. that they've got there in the studio and the mixing desk and all. I mean, that's all good experience to learn if you want to get into actual TV TV. Mm. Yeah. But you can see these stars. I mean, you've had them on your show that just use the mobile phone mm. and, and just, yeah, yeah. and they're a, able to do it. It's an interesting conversation, the, you know, the, the type of camera that you should use. And I feel like I was very much in my early days doesn't matter what you got. You just got to use what you have. And then the later thought, like where we're at now is we offer a high production service that's expensive and high quality and needs to meet all these, you know, different um, uh, factors. But Are the factors what size and scale? Well, it's more um, what type of what, – what's the brand? What's their aesthetic? Are they mm. a premium product? They can't be seen to be using an iPhone mm. for this kind of thing. So we – for what we do, we can offer a high-end production service, which – doesn't mean that this isn't good to film on your phone, but it's just a different model. And so when I hear, I've had two people this week say, oh, look, you know, businesses don't care what um, cameras mm-hmm. you use, but that's actually just where they're at and their story. Well, the story at, at the beginning, it's it's like uh, content is king. And if you've got a shit, if you don't have, mm. it's like with using the example with the Jules stuff, if he doesn't have the input, if he doesn't have that original bit of script or something to work mm. off or something to talk about, it's really fucking hard. You can buy a podcast, mm. you know, set up really mm. inexpensively. Yeah, great talent will shine on shit quality production. Yeah, and so that's the thing is it's like you want to uh, – the the barrier to entry shouldn't be the camera that you're using. Uh, having mm. a having an iPhone is perfectly fine to start making YouTube videos. It shouldn't be the excuse. But then there is a point where it's like yeah. 
you've got this content thing sorted. Let's match it up with like. Well, I feel like focus. working closely with you, Oscar, I've, I've seen that it wasn't really a thought. Like I, you've always been idea led. First, yeah, yeah idea yeah. first. <laughs> hey, what are you? Are you still thinking like that? Yes, but it depends on what what it is that you're doing. So if yeah. you're doing a branding piece for a brand that's going to be shiny it's going to that mm. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to engage people <laughs> in the content that's there though mm. it all depends on the content so you can have yeah. something that's really shiny and i get there's a place for it so say for instance a company comes along and says hey we want to show um 60 seconds of the best of a ski resort mm-hmm. we, i'm going to find the best content yeah. but i'm going to make it look really high you know a certain level of quality to it so certain cameras certain um photographers whoever it is that we've worked with because the point of that is they're going to play it and they're going to display it in a, in a whole room full of people yeah. but if you want content to do well on digital then i'd rethink the whole you know i'd rethink the whole thing like say for instance it was the ski resort wants to yeah create um brand awareness with their competitors with whoever it is then i would go out and think of what the idea might be and then what would complement that and you know for, you've got to remember a lot of people when they're going through their uh, they're scrolling through their feeds is they're used to seeing um quality uh, you know phone quality mm. and they're almost instinctively more engaged with that quality mm. um similarly we did a video the other day where i used high end quality video but i formatted it so that it was in that longer social media friendly format yeah. which is higher engaging so it just depends on the idea well you don't you don't want it to look like a tv commercial no. because then people know yeah. it's being sold to i think that's where people end up parodying um these formats where it's like oh i need to make it look like a tv commercial so people will uh, think it's more legitimate but really you can tell the difference between when you're flicking through, say, Instagram stories. Mm. When it goes to an ad and it's produced and all that sort of thing, it mm. straight away loses. I just flick straight through versus if it actually feels totally. like it's in your feed and it's organic and it's part of the, the whole platform, mm. it's, it's different. And then it depends. Like are we doing an ad? Are we actually going, you know what, we're doing an ad or are we going to try and do some content and do organic native sort mm. of, the, and and I love that style. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's that's my favourite thing to do, really. And then, but there are opportunities to to do bigger things, and it's yeah, it's good though because you've got constantly, and particularly with all this social media that changes, you know, you can now do certain length of story on your Instagram, you can now do Instagram TV, but you can mm. only do it if it's certain size <laughs> and all that sort of shit. But you just, I think, if you you keep doing it and you keep involving yourself in it and you keep an eye on it, then mm. then yeah, you you have a better understanding of what yeah. So but, so when do you uh, leave to go back to Canada? When does probably that won't be for until the end of the year, uh-huh. but um, I might yeah. And the living arrangement, like, do you live at the resort? Yeah, I stay in a hotel. It's one of the skiing ski at, like, you can. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's a I've whole never village. done the skiing oh, thing love before. To go. I feel like I would fuck my back real bad. <laughs> definitely, I definitely. Think you would. I mean, well, you heard like the F one, not even skiing. He jumped yeah. into snow. <laughs> Is it like how many injury? I know that's probably not great. PR, oh, no, but, but do a lot of people fuck themselves? Well, yeah, if they're silly, on yeah. it, then absolutely. Yeah. But um, it's it's. It's a pretty incredible thing to do and, you know, it, it sometimes can be seen as like a very privileged sport because mm, it costs yeah. a lot of money to do it. Yeah. But there are ways that you can do it. And you, even Silverstar, it's actually, it turns out to be a lot more 
cheaper to go over to Silverstar, mm. stay at the accommodation, which is right next to the ski runs, mm. have the skiing, which is better quality, more snow, less people on the runs, less wait times, and have a cheaper holiday than going to a local Australian. Where do resort. we book? Where do we book? <laughs> SkiSilverstar.com. <laughs> no, but you know, that, but that is the truth, and that's mm. with a lot of Canadian, and t- particularly on the dollar. But um, yeah, so I stay. There's a hotel there. It's called Snowbird, and I stay in one of the. Amazing. <laughs> so is it with really like other people who? <laughs> you've really worked. Is there anyone else that you're working with that's <laughs> on like the same floor? Like, do you have like an employee floor type of thing, or you're just amongst? Oh no, I'm I'm the exception to is the it? rule. <laughs> <laughs> always has been, always will. Uh, so I love that. Yeah, mate. Thanks for being on the show it'd be we're, we're eventually going to fucking do a bit of a world tour maybe 2020 that'd be we'll great come, yeah, come we'll, uh, we'll come and, and do, take you up on the free skiing yeah. and maybe I'll uh, get a back brace or something in preparation <laughs> is there any um, sort of desire to make the production company more of the full time thing outside of only if the opportunity allowed us to I mean yeah. I, I think we're both pretty uh, Relaxed with it all. It's mm-hmm. like, let's let a good idea happen. We've been lucky with the video stuff we've done in the past. Let's not just turn it into something where we have to employ, we have to do this and it becomes a labour. Yeah. Um, we just want to do it, work, just the merit of the idea of the whatever it is that we're working on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's probably, that's how it will happen for you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. It's Thank a Daily so Talk much. Show. Hi at the dailytalkshow.com is our email address. And we, we answer emails and stuff when we don't have guests because otherwise it's just a bit admin heavy. It's boring for you. Yeah, so. <laughs> Daily Talk Show. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.